Hello, my beautiful beans, and welcome back to another week of License to Adult. I am, of course, your one and only host, Shari Goody. I'm so excited for today's episode, guys. I'm going to be addressing the importance of setting boundaries and standards in your everyday life and personal relationships, as well as delving into some of the steps that you can take towards implementing these boundaries, especially if you're not really sure where to start. But just before we get into it, guys, I have some really exciting news I want to share with you all. Your bitch is officially moving to Brisbane in a few weeks, and I am so fucking excited. Obviously living in Perth at the moment, and it will come as no surprise to a few people that it has been a goal of mine to live in a different city, just because I think it would be a really great experience and awesome for my personal growth. Also, you guys should know by now, my brother lives in Queensland, so I would really love to be a bit closer to him. And I thought, well, there's nothing tying me here. And let's be real people, Perth winters are the absolute fucking worst and Queensland has a tropical climate, so I would much rather be over there at this time of the year. So the stars have aligned, I've secured myself a cute little one bedroom apartment, which is quite nice, quite Gucci if I may say so myself. And it's in the valley, Fortitude Valley, which I've heard is the place to be. So a quick shout out to any of my Brisbane listeners. I will be coming over there around the start of May. And if, you know, you just want to have a good fucking time, you want a new friend, then please, please hit me up. Dead set, DM me and we will catch up because I am not going to know a single fucking person. And it's quite funny. So I'm kind of getting everything ready to go now. I've resigned from my job. I'm applying for work. I'm packing everything up, getting everything ready to sell, yada, yada, yada. And the first question that people tend to ask me is, oh, do you know someone over there or do you have a job lined up? The answer to both of those things is a fuck no. So I guess if you're an introvert, that would be quite intimidating, quite daunting, the thought of going somewhere by yourself and not knowing anyone. But to me, I find it super exciting because it means I'm going to have to push myself outside of my comfort zone and I have the opportunity to meet people and start fresh and that just gives me so much joy and happiness. I honestly can't wait. You know, it is a little bit of a risk, but there is no reward without risk. Remember that. And also it's about taking a calculated risk. I am planning on bringing you guys along with me for every step of this journey. So if you're not already, please go and follow me on Insta at License to Adult. I'm going to be posting regular stories and content, keep you guys updated on the process and how it's all going. Also, I plan on doing voice entries along the way. So stay tuned for an episode on that later on about my whole experience from start to end. All right, guys, moving on now. Let's get into the week that fucking was. Bartender? Bartender? So the other weekend was the Easter long weekend and I went camping in Moor River with my family. So I've been camping there every year since I was four and it's honestly such a vibe guys. It is just my happy place. Does anyone else have a place from like their childhood where you just go and you just feel like nostalgic and free and happy? Well like that is my place. I fucking love camping. So I went there for one night and then I was going out clubbing with my girlfriend Saturday night. So I drove back to Perth, which is about an hour and a half back and basically went to my friend's house. We got mortal drunk on margaritas. We almost went through two bottles of tequila between three of us. It was a big night. Not going to lie. I do have limited memories of the night, which is not good. All I know is that somebody 
absolutely should have confiscated my phone from me without a doubt. I don't even want to confess on this podcast what I sent out or said to people that night because I just don't want to relive that shit, to be honest. But you guys will be proud or maybe sad. I don't really know how you guys take these stories, but I was a very good girl. I didn't go near any boy toys. I just had a fun night with my girlfriends and yeah, it was lit. The next day I woke up a little bit hungover, but not too bad. I mean, I do progressively get worse as the day goes on. I don't know if that's anyone else, but I made the conscious decision that I was going to drive back to Moreover the next day. Tired as fuck, I drove an hour and a half back to Moreover, but honestly, guys, it was worth it. Just to have one more night there, I would do it again 10 times over, but it was definitely a struggle. Besides that, guys, not much else happening. As I said, I've just been trying to get everything ready for my move. Actually, one more thing on top of that, guys, I uploaded my first TikTok ever, and if you follow me on Instagram, you already would have seen it under my reels. But I uploaded the same video to TikTok and it got like over 35,000 views, lots of comments. And honestly, I was not prepared. I know that the more you slingshot yourself into the public eye, the more negative comments and feedback you're going to receive and that are going to come along with putting yourself in the spotlight. But I wasn't prepared for what some of the people had to say. Honestly, it was so harsh. And I know that they're just trolls, but trying to moderate all those comments, like it's a lot. It honestly just was too mentally exhausting for my likings. And I'm really fucking scared to upload any more videos. For those people that haven't seen it, I basically was just saying, can we normalize not having any hobbies or interests outside of work and socializing? Obviously, I go to the gym and stuff, but before this podcast, I honestly didn't do anything else, guys. Like, I shit you not, I, you know, would go to the gym, I would go to work, come home, have dinner, unwind, go to bed. I mean, this is fucking boring. Like, obviously, everyone does this. And then on the weekends, I filled them up with socializing or hanging out with my boyfriend or whatever. But I just didn't have time, I guess, or the energy, mental capacity to take on something else, nor did I really want to. I quite enjoy just having that social life and relaxing, reading a book or watching Netflix. I didn't feel the need to have something outside of that. And then on top of that, I don't have any fucking talents like zilch. I can't play any musical instruments. I'm not artistic. I'm not very good at sports, to be honest. I'm not much of a team player in that sense. So all I was saying was like, can that just be enough? And basically some comments were just like, this is so sad. I feel sad for you. You'll grow up one day, yada, yada, yada. And it's just like fucking hell. Like I just don't get what people get out of being so fucking rude, honestly. Someone even commented saying that I needed speech therapy and that I should make that my hobby, which honestly I thought was fucking ironic considering I have this podcast where literally all I do is speak for like 40 minutes. So yeah, that was quite funny. But this one chick commented and I fucking lost it. It was hilarious. She was just like, yes, thank you. I'm so glad somebody said this. Why is it always at the interview? She was like, I went to an interview the other day and they said, what are your hobbies and interests outside of work? And she just sat there not really sure what to say. And they said to her, don't worry, you can email them to us later or something like that. And she was like, what do you want me to say? Do you want me to make up that I fucking play golf or something? And bitch, so fucking relatable. Literally, it is always in an interview or on a first date that they're like, so what do you do outside of work? Or like, what do you do for fun? And it's like nothing. Do I need to have something else? 
And also, when you're getting interviewed for a job, they're interviewing you to do that job. So why does it matter what you do in your personal time? Also, it's not like you can really turn around and say, oh, my hobbies include getting blackout drunk and binging Netflix and masturbating and whatever. Like, even though I think, as people have pointed out to me, they are all absolutely acceptable hobbies, you can't say that in a job interview. These days, I feel like people work really hard and it's just part of our culture and society today that they get burnt out. So when you get home, it's rare that you have much energy left. Don't get me wrong. I have girlfriends that do, you know, they on a rugby team or something, touch rugby and, you know, they're very creative. And I'm just like, honestly, more power to them. I don't know how they do it. During the week, I don't want to fucking see anyone. I don't want to fucking do anything. I'm too tired. I have no motivation. I'm just done. And then on the weekends, I just want to let my hair down. What's wrong with that? Anyway, I don't need to justify this shit. That's me being a sassy bitch. All right, moving on, guys. Let's get into story time. I love you. Okay, guys, so this story time is called Sorry My Standards Are On The Floor. And of course, you guessed correctly, it is about a man. So let me set the scene for you guys. This man basically follows me on Instagram and then he sends me a DM asking to take me on a date. We had a little bit of a conversation and I eventually agreed. He works away six weeks at a time. So he said that he would message me when he's back in Perth and would organize the date then. And I was like, yep, great, awesome. Over that time, we kept in touch on off, but he came back to Perth just the other week. And I'm just going to read out the conversation that we had on Instagram because I can't really get into my rant without taking you guys through the full conversation. So we have a live read here from my Instagram DMs. Okay, so April 6th, which was last Tuesday at 5.30 p.m. He goes, hey, you. I said, hey, Dal, how are you? He goes, I'm good. Just Ocean's having a beer. How about you? I said, nice one. I'm jealous. I'm just doing the food shopping. He goes, come on down. I said, nah, I'm knackered. Got to go home and meal prep for the week. He goes, when are we hanging out? I said, we'll have to be on a weekend. And he goes, ah, I won't be here. And I said, leaving already? And he goes, off down to Mark's for the weekend. And I said, that's all good. Because obviously there's nothing I can do about it. He's going away and I work during the week. And as I just mentioned, I am too busy and too tired during the week to go out drinking. Nonetheless, we progress. I upload a selfie to my Instagram story and he replies to it and goes, shame you stood me up. I go, hmm, how did I stand you up? He goes, I most definitely got the feeling it was not a happening thing. I said, you invited me somewhere with zero notice and I was literally food shopping. Haha, that's on you. And he goes, haha, I told you I was home. That's on us. I go, you only told me you said you were at Oceans and then you said you're away for the weekend. So dot, dot, dot. He goes, anyways, it most definitely shouldn't be a struggle to see someone. Question mark, question mark. Agree? Question mark, question mark. Just let it run its course. And if we meet up, we do. Question mark, question mark. To which I did not reply. And then he goes to me, although I'm very attracted to you, so that's hard to say. Ha ha. To which I also did not reply. So now that you guys have the background information, let's unpack this, shall we? I really just don't fucking understand people that are out here expecting the most, but giving the absolute fucking least. Like, who's the one losing out here? He is. He was the one that wanted to take me on a date. I wasn't really bothered. And I'm still not bothered. If anything, I'm kind of relieved because as you guys know, I'm not really wanting to date at the moment. But the audacity of this man to label it difficult to meet up when he messages me almost at 6 p.m. on a Tuesday night asking me to go to a bar 
which is not only 40 minutes from where I live, but while I'm out food shopping and haven't even been home yet. And then I say no because I've put myself first and realize that my needs come first and I'm not going to run home, get ready, drive out fucking 40 minutes out my way to get there for 8 p.m. and then probably have a few too many drinks, be hungover for work. Like it's just not something that I'm willing to do for somebody that I've never met before. And then I said, you know, I've got the whole weekend open. And he goes, I'm going away for the weekend. What does he want me to say to that? Like, I'm not going to go with him and I'm not going to beg. So I said, oh, good. And then he just never replied to that. And then he says that I stood him up. How the fuck did I stand him up when he gave me no notice to meet him? If we had set that day in advance, I had agreed to it and I didn't show up without saying anything, that would be standing someone up. This man obviously doesn't know the fucking definition, so maybe he should go grow a brain cell and then come back to me. But like, honestly, honey, if you consider that too hard, then fucking unicorns are real and I'm just done. I'm just done. The second I saw it shouldn't be a struggle to meet up with someone, when he's put in the bare, the bare minimum effort, I am just done with the situation. And if you're that guy and you happen to be listening to this, then take notes. This is why I did not reply. And this is why no woman who respects herself would reply to that. If you can't give me the bare minimum effort that it requires to meet up with somebody and make a plan, then you do not deserve the validation of a response. You don't deserve another fucking word from me. Sorry, guys. I know that may seem like a little bit dramatic here, but I'm just... When I was younger, honestly, I would have been there. And that's embarrassing to say, but that's just me being open and real and honest. I would fucking bend over backwards for men. But now I know my worth and I don't have the time and energy to be wasting on people that don't even have the basic human fucking decency to set a plan. He was like to me, oh, you knew I was back in Perth. No, I didn't. I don't have a fucking magic genie sitting on my shoulder, do I? Like, unless you tell me. How the fuck do I know? I don't. And just to be clear, guys, there is a difference here between having high expectations of somebody and having standards. And just off the back of that, guys, when you set unrealistic high expectations on people, you're setting yourself up for disappointment because nobody can operate at that level all the time. You cannot put somebody on a pedestal without expecting them to fall off a few times. But having high standards is completely different. And we're going to delve into that right now. So let's get right into the fucking episode, guys. Here we go. Okay, so setting boundaries, some say, is the first step to self-love. And I truly believe this. To implement boundaries and standards within the people that you surround yourself with, whether that be in your romantic relationships with your family, your friends, or even in the workplace, it is an extremely necessary part of life in terms of having and accepting healthy behaviors and interactions with other people. Now, I do want to preface this by saying that it can prove more difficult in close existing relationships where you've allowed a certain level of behavior from that person for so long, or you've allowed them to treat you a type of way. Let me give you an example. Let's say you've had a partner for five years and you've allowed them to get away with a certain level of behavior, or you've tolerated a certain level of behavior. And then one day you turn around and you implement boundaries. 
which is perfectly fine and you are more than within your right to do that. But by drawing that line in the sand and saying, I'm no longer comfortable with this and I will no longer accept this, they are going to find it hard to adjust because it's going to be a bit of a shock to them and there is going to be a little bit of an adjustment period. Now, how long you are willing to accept, I guess, them crossing your boundaries during that adjustment period and how long that goes on for is completely up to you. But at the end of the day, I really want to reiterate this, that somebody should never, ever make you feel guilty about setting healthy boundaries. And I mean healthy boundaries. So you can't turn around, let's say you have a male partner because I'm a straight woman and this is the best example I can think of. Let's say you have a male partner and he has a few female friends or, you know, a best friend that's female and you turn around and you say, this is a boundary of mine. I'm no longer comfortable with you having a female best friend or having female friends hanging out with females, whatever. Now, unless he's given you a reason to turn around and say that, like not trust him if he's cheated on you or they've had history. But if you're just implementing that boundary based off of your own insecurities, then that is not a healthy boundary. And you cannot expect somebody to take that on board, nor should they have to. On the contrary of that, a healthy boundary would be like, I'm not going to accept you cheating. And cheating to me means either emotional cheating, so romantically messaging a girl, or physically cheating, so kissing a girl. That is a perfectly healthy boundary. So I hope that you guys can really see the difference there. Now, I want to get into some key points about why boundaries are so important. First of all, what are they? I want you to think of boundaries as kind of mental guidelines or rules that you're going to implement within your personal relationships and your everyday life. And the reason why you are doing it at the end of the day is to protect yourself, protect your energy. It's super important for keeping those relationships healthy and it can actually strengthen them because you're opening up the communication. If you're dating someone who is a narcissist or a gaslighter and they don't let you implement boundaries, then that is a red flag saying that this person is not open to having a healthy relationship and you should bow out there and then. Further to that, where do you start with them? If you have never set boundaries in the past, then think of them like this. They're based and they're formulated off you as a person and your identity. And what makes up your identity are your core values and beliefs. So that is where you start with them. And then you openly communicate as you figure them out, what these needs and desires are to the people in your life. And you do this without fear. As I said, if they're healthy boundaries, then there is no reason for somebody who cares for you to not accept them. Once you define your boundaries and you voice exactly what they are, what you're basically doing is setting a limit on what behavior you will and will not accept. And this then prevents others from taking advantage of you. Because you're drawing a line and you're saying, if you cross this line, then you're crossing one of my boundaries. That makes me uncomfortable. And thus, I don't want you a part of my life. So they will learn to fall in line with your boundaries. And just remember, that's not saying that if you step out of line, you're out of my life, you're cut off. That is absolutely not what it's saying. And of course, there is always exceptions. It is up to you when you will forgive somebody for crossing a boundary and when you will choose not to. That's completely within your power. But what it will do, and hopefully especially early on in perhaps romantic relationships or even at a workplace, it prevents other people from really taking you to the cleanest, for taking you for all your worth, especially if you're someone who's a giver and you're in a scenario with somebody who's a taker, 
then hopefully it's going to prevent and shield you from being taken for a ride. So that's basically why it is really important to set them. Also, if you don't set healthy boundaries, you're simply allowing others to make decisions for you, which means you're allowing them to have control over you. You are existing purely to please them rather than being your true authentic self. I'm sure we've all been in a scenario where we've been asked to do something and maybe we didn't want to do it, but we didn't know how to communicate it or we felt uncomfortable raising it. So we just did it anyway. What you're then doing is giving up control. You're people pleasing. And at the end of the day, the first person that you should be pleasing is yourself. No one successful ever gets anywhere in life by simply people pleasing. And it will do really bad things for your mental health in the long run. So just be your true, authentic self, communicate your needs, desires, boundaries, and above all else, guys, protect your goddamn energy. Just to sign off on this point, guys, I do want to reiterate that it is a form of self-care and self-respect. You are respecting yourself and you are caring for yourself when you set boundaries because boundaries are based on what makes you uncomfortable. So when you communicate your boundaries, you're empowering yourself. And it's going to improve your self-confidence. It's going to improve your self-esteem as well as it's going to improve how you respond to situations. I actually really want to read out this amazing quote that I found the other day from Christine Morgan that really resonated with me. And I really hope that it will resonate with some of you guys out there. She said, setting boundaries is a way of caring for myself. It doesn't make me mean, selfish or uncaring just because I don't do things your way. I care about me too. I just love that quote. I really hope that that, yeah, sits well with you guys. I'll put it up on the gram. So plug, plug, follow me. But another thing I just want to say before I kind of move on, when somebody crosses a line, crosses your boundary, and it makes you uncomfortable, unless it's related to unresolved trauma, you know right there and then that that is a boundary of yours. So if you're in the process of setting boundaries and figuring out what they are, then think of it like that. When a situation arises and it makes you uncomfortable, unless it's based off mental illness or trauma, then that is a boundary. Some examples that I'm going to give as well, I know I gave a couple earlier, but I'm just going to shoot off some real quick ones here, is liking provocative pictures of other girls on Instagram. Now, there is such a divide on this, as I'm sure you've all seen on socials and TikTok, but I think that is purely up to you. I don't think that that's an unhealthy boundary personally, because To me, anyway, I know a lot of people aren't like this. It's not like I'm jealous. It's showing me that you're not respecting me because you can look at someone on Instagram or whatnot and appreciate them just like you do in real life. You're lying to yourself if you don't say that you're attracted to other human beings. It's a part of human nature. But for you to then go and like their photo so that they know that you've liked their photo, you know you've liked their photo, and then anyone that you're mutual friends with will see that they've liked that photo. I just find it disrespectful. Why did you need to let her know that? You can look at it, sure, but why did? what was the need behind taking it that one step further? I just think it's purely unnecessary, to be honest. You wouldn't go up to somebody in the street and double tap them on the head and like them, but you can look at them and appreciate them. But, you know, for some people that might be a boundary and for some others it might not be. So, as I said, it's all based off your personal values. Another one might be getting kisses on the cheek from people that you're meeting for the first time. As you guys know, I work in automotive and there has been many a time that someone has come up and given me a shoulder rub or kicked me on the bum or kissed me on the cheek. 
that has made me super uncomfortable in a work setting and I wouldn't say anything. Whereas now that's a boundary of mine. I don't do that. If I meet someone at work, I shake their hand, male or female, I don't care because I'm not comfortable with that level of affection. So that is now a boundary of mine. Okay, off the back of that, I'm going to go into some simple boundaries that you can set and how to kind of start setting other boundaries based off these core ones. The first one, which I'm sure you've all heard a lot about, is to start saying no to things that you don't want to do or don't agree with. I think I touched on this in episode one, the 10 things I wish I knew about adulthood or something like that. But again, it comes down to not being a people pleaser. Each time that you say no to someone, you're saying yes to yourself. Because if you're saying no to someone, I don't want to do that, you're putting yourself first rather than putting them first, rather than people pleasing. Because no one ever gets anywhere out of life by simply saying yes to every little thing and letting people just take advantage of you. So if you don't want to do something, if something's made you uncomfortable, if you want to speak up about something, whatever this scenario may be, start saying no. Okay, the next one is to stop justifying yourself to others. You don't owe them anything. I feel like this kind of happens more so with women, but I'm not a man, so don't quote me on it. Basically, you know when you want to do something and you are giving all these reasons to somebody else why you want to do it or why you've done something, you're trying to justify your own actions when you don't actually owe it to them. The only person that you owe anything to is yourself. I know I keep using relationship examples, but I just find them the most easy to relate to. And because generally speaking, besides perhaps your family, a relationship is the closest bond that you're going to form with somebody in your lifetime. Let's say that you want to hang out with your girlfriends and your partner goes, this actually happened to me. So that's why I'm using it. You would rather hang out with your girlfriends and spend time with me. You obviously don't care for me. And then I used to sit there and justify why I cared for them so much and I just had to go because it was a friend's birthday, but I wouldn't stay for long if he didn't want me to and blah, 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 blah. Rather than just turning around and going, that is ridiculous. I don't know an explanation to you. I don't know an explanation to anyone. If I'm okay with it, then you should be too. Don't do that shit. Just say, get the fuck over it. And that's the end of it, guys. Shut it down. Move on. Off the back of that, stop apologizing for everything when you can just acknowledge it. Again, bit of a thing that's done with women because we're raised to be polite and to please the men. And every time something goes wrong, we're always like, oh, sorry, oh, sorry. Why? Why do we do that? Like, honestly, I did it the other day. Like, I can't even remember what the fucking scenario was, but um, something happened and I said to this guy, oh, sorry. He goes, why are you sorry? It's not your fault. I went, oh, yeah. I don't know why the fuck I just said that. And it's like in those moments of realization that you go, you don't actually need to apologize when you can just acknowledge it. You can just go, yeah, okay, instead of sorry, because it's such a bad habit to get into. And once you're aware of it, you'll realize how much you actually do it. So that's a really good one to implement. Another one is to speak up and communicate when something's making you feel uncomfortable. This is kind of how to set boundaries, but also a part of setting boundaries. Once you set the boundary, it is then no use to anyone or to you if you don't communicate those boundaries. So once you set them, communicate them and speak up when something doesn't make you feel comfortable. So say, you know what, excuse me, can you please not do that? It's making me extremely uncomfortable. And if it's awkward or they feel bad, then fine. That's fine. Let it be awkward. Let them feel bad. If they've made you uncomfortable, why not make them uncomfortable? 
And the last one I have here, guys, is to protect your motherfucking energy by prioritizing yourself. So if you need time alone, you need time to reset, then just fucking say so. And again, don't apologize for it. You don't have to explain yourself. Just do it. And if somebody ever wants to make you feel guilty for having time alone, then I just, I don't even know what to say to that. It's just the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. I don't think that it's healthy to spend time with someone, say a partner, every minute of every day and never have alone time. I just don't think that that is healthy. My ex-partner was very good at this. Like we set clear boundaries where we would see each other once during the week and spend the weekend together. But if I wanted a night with my girlfriends or I wanted a night alone too, because I was feeling anxious or whatnot, and you know, everyone copes with things differently. Maybe you rely on other people, but mine was time alone. Then he was completely fine with that as he should be. You're not saying you don't want to hang out with them. You're just saying that you need to look after yourself and put yourself first. And that is completely fine. Okay, guys, some things to remember about setting boundaries. First of all, when you do set boundaries, it's just as important to practice self-awareness so that you don't contradict yourself. You don't contradict your boundaries by overstepping somebody else's or going against your own. So it's super important that once you set them to be very self-aware because it's not fair on somebody if you're setting boundaries with them. However, you're overstepping their boundaries or you're then contradicting your own. It makes no sense. So just be mindful of that, guys. Another thing to remember, which is a really big one that people seem to not realize, is that your boundaries are not set in stone. It is completely and utterly within your own rights and a natural part of growth, might I say, to adjust those boundaries as you carry through life. And as you grow older, your opinions and your values change. So it is only natural that your boundaries should change with them. They are flexible. If you were stuck with the same set of boundaries your whole life from the age of, let's say you set them at 20 to the age of 60, you are two different people at those ages. There is so much life and growth that happens during that time and you cannot expect yourself or others to conform to the same boundaries that you set at the age of 20 compared to the ones that you set at the age of 60. It's completely unrealistic. And if somebody has a problem with you changing your boundaries on them, then that's a them problem and not a you problem. As I said, as long as they're healthy boundaries, then they can just fuck right off. The last thing to remember is to not be afraid to be assertive and stand up for yourself. And just remember, guys, you can be assertive without being unkind or mean, hurting, offending others, whatever, cry, 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 because there is a total difference between being mean or being a bully and being assertive. And as women, again, we people please. So it's even more important for us to set this standard early on, especially in a workplace. As I said, I worked in automotive when I first started. I was very placid, very timid, shy, very softly spoken, blah, 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 blah. And it got me nowhere. Whereas now I'm a marketing manager, at a different automotive company, and I'm very assertive and I've grown a lot. And I thank a lot of things for that. But it's also actually helped me progress in my career because I'm not afraid to say to somebody or my boss, for example, no, I don't think this is a good idea. And here are my reasons why, rather than just going, oh, yeah, yeah, it's a good idea. And then it failing later on or me being held accountable for something that I didn't even really truly back. I think being assertive is massive strength and everybody should practice it. And if somebody is afraid of your assertiveness, then that is somebody that you do not want to be with because they're looking for somebody that they can walk all over and that is not you. So move on. 
Okay, guys, so I touched on this earlier, but I want to go a little bit more in depth with that. And that is about setting boundaries in close relationships. So some people are resistant to setting boundaries in existing relationships out of fear that that person will leave them. Well, to that, I say good fucking riddance. Honestly, if the reason why you're not setting boundaries with someone, healthy boundaries, out of fear that they're going to walk away from you, then that is not the kind of relationship that you want in your life. If somebody is going to walk every time you try to protect yourself, because that's what setting boundaries is, you're protecting yourself, then why would you want that person in your life to begin with? If you don't agree with that statement, then there's no point listening to the rest of it because you're not going to like it. But that is just facts. And I'm not saying that that's easy. I know it can be very difficult if you love someone, but at the end of the day, it's only going to damage your self-worth, your self-confidence and your self-love. If you believe that setting boundaries is going to jeopardize that relationship, then you have to question what type of relationship you have with that person because setting boundaries is completely natural and it's completely healthy. So if you're fearful of any sort of confrontation with that person, so you just end up saying nothing, going along with the flow, letting them control you, you are not only doing a disservice to yourself, but to them because you are not being your true authentic self. We all put people's needs and feelings before our own at some point or another. It's a natural part of life. But as I touched on earlier, if you're a giver, then this can be abused, especially if you're in a relationship with a taker, because they rarely consider other people's feelings or other things outside themselves. So that's just something to try and remain self-aware of, especially during those early relations, whether it be in romantic relationship, in a friendship You know, it could be a work colleague that is palming off all this work to you and you just keep taking it on board and you don't stand back and say, hey, you know what? I've actually got a lot going on right now. I can't help you. Okay, and the last thing that I want to touch on is what do you do if somebody isn't respecting your boundaries? And you betcha, you already know what I'm going to say, guys, but, you know, let's go through it anyway. So if somebody doesn't respect your boundaries, then they do not deserve a seat at the table. They do not deserve a place in your life. Give them the flick and fill that space with somebody who is going to respect your boundaries because respecting your boundaries is respecting you. It is completely up to you how many chances you give someone. I've said that earlier, but if you have clearly and consistently communicated your boundaries to that person and they are then still choosing to ignore them or choosing to overstep them, then they are not respecting you. And in turn, you are not respecting yourself if you don't take action. There is no good in implementing boundaries if you don't then implement punishment. And by punishment, I don't mean anything sinister, but I mean if you have set your boundaries clearly and they've been through an adjustment period and they've now overstepped that boundary three, five, ten times, And you've allowed it to continue happening without punishment, without saying, hey, I've had enough. I've warned you, you're out of my life now. I can't have somebody overstepping this boundary of mine. It's too important to me. You need to take action. It is when you allow people to overstep your boundaries that you end up feeling used, mistreated and betrayed. And that's because they've continuously made you feel uncomfortable or made you do something that you didn't want to do. But it falls on you because you need to implement and you need to follow up those boundaries. So be aware when people are overstepping them. And guys, just to sign off on this all wonderful episode, which I really enjoyed mine, I say the content's not bad, not bad by me. 
But once you set boundaries, you are the only person who can hold yourself accountable. As I said earlier, there is no point setting boundaries if you don't hold yourself accountable and hold others accountable. That is all I have for you guys today. So thank you so much for joining me on this seventh episode of License to Adult. Please go and follow my page on Insta and you can also follow my TikTok page at License to Adult. Please DM me if you guys are enjoying these episodes. Also, if you have any topics that you guys want me to speak about or if you have any listener stories, I would love to hear them and play them on the podcast. So send me a message, send me a voice memo because I would absolutely love to add that in but please subscribe follow wherever you're listening to this podcast and please guys just leave me a quick five star review on apple Podcasts or just a five star rating you literally just tap five stars and it's done it would really mean so much to me on that note guys as always have a fabulous fucking weekend and i'll be back in your ears next week hopefully all right bye